0: All right, so we've started. We've started episode one of the Selenial Podcast. Yes, sir. All right, I am Caleb. And I'm Caden. Yes, wonderful rock star <laughs> that you are. Right now, we're we're experiencing Caden, but we know of your alter ego. You're Mr.
1: Richardson. Mr. Richardson. All that changes is the sunglasses.
0: No, it's not just the sunglasses, because... Hey, your, your whole demeanor changes a little bit. I mean, I you get, get <laughs> a little cooler. You, you get a little cooler. Right now, you're, you're a brainiac, but we know when the sunglasses come out. What's yeah. up? Well, me, I'm 29. So that puts me right in the millennial sweet spot.
1: Yeah, and I'm 19. So, so you're
0: right in the... Gen Z sweet spot. So hence the name's millennial. Two different perspectives colliding on a lot of different topics. And uh I think a topic that we both share a love for is mastery. Oh, definitely. Yes, mastery and we're very curious, I would say. Definitely. All right. So that's going to be a huge theme probably in this podcast. And uh I wanted to ask you a quick question since we're starting this this new journey together. All right, what's up? What are some some dream dream guests if we if we end up having guests on these these podcasts? Ooh.
1: That's a good question. Like, can it be anybody?
0: It can be literally anybody, but they have to be alive. Don't, yeah, di- okay, don't dig okay. into the grave. Someone who could one. actually show You're up
1: right. hypothetically. That's what I'm saying. Well, I'd always like to pick the brain of Alex Jones, I think. That's that's <sighs> definitely... That's on my list as well. That's just, on my list as just, well. Just listen to him speak. Oh, come on, folks. We need to do the thing.
0: <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, I find myself a huge fan of, of deeper conspiracy theories and also entertainment, and he falls perfectly in the middle
1: yeah definitely he i think of him more as an entertainer than news right but it's a it's a good time to listen
0: yes yes any others musicians um, i mean you you're the rock star bro
1: i've I've always want there's a couple guitar players who i'd want to pick their brain jimmy page for sure Ooh. um
0: that's y- good i think I. Th- i have i have one in the musician lane as well uh, I'm sure it's not a surprise to you, but John Mayer. Yeah, I would, that- I would love to to listen to his songwriting. You know what's his process? Of course, his mastery of guitar mm-hmm. is uh, world renowned, and I think
1: he's he's got to be a cool dude. Oh yeah, I've I've seen him talk to a few people on some music channels, and he's always got a lot to say. And you know he he's got such a unique style too, dude. Fashion wise dude he was, oh he, yeah he's rocking like japanese kimonos have you seen uh he up uh, there was a video on some youtube channel of him like showing his watch collections yes i, dude. Would, I, would, I would like to have a collection like and that. and he's like into like some funky looking stuff yeah like, like rainbow <laughs> rainbow
0: watches and stuff like yeah that.
1: that that's a rolex one i saw that
0: cool i think i think another i i, I love physics like i said i'm curious so the the deeper reaches of space theoretical things so uh roger Penrose, Hmm. which won uh i think the nobel prize in physics not too long ago so i'm sure he would blow both of our minds and and make us look at things a lot differently from a theoretical
1: physics perspective yeah because theoretical physics is all i mean i can't even wrap my head around it's like it's like math yeah. It's just
0: like, hey, the math says there's a, a star out there that's like 50 times our sun yeah. and it will
1: destroy us. <laughs> um, See, I definitely would like to have some comedians on. There's some comedians Dude, that I would yes. one day like to pick their brains.
0: Dude, what, what, what's your favorite comedian?
1: Well, it really depends because there's all different kinds of comedy. Right. Um, I've always been a big fan of Joey Diaz just telling his stories dude you got
0: you i've heard a sick impression that you do of of good old (laughs) good old joey
1: dog let me tell you (laughs) back this one time back in 79
0: oh my gosh yes and then there's also like a good strand of comedians that do podcasts Mm -hmm. like uh good old tom segura yes Dude, Theo Vaughn. I feel like Theo Vaughn would just rock our world. Like yeah. he would tell us some stories mm. we have no clue about.
1: And the thing about him is you can say anything and he's got a story about something. <laughs> like I could bring up a pineapple and it's like, yeah, dude, I'll tell you about this one time. I found a pineapple and I was
0: <laughs> <laughs> dude, that went that's almost like deep, deep southern. Oh, he, he's yeah. got that Cajun. Yeah, Cajun. he's from Louisiana. Yeah. Definitely. Uh well, I think those are my my biggest wants. Mhm. Tom Cigaro is up there though. Oh,
1: definitely. Dude, I like he's so eat. funny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> his, his podcast Your Mom House, I am a avid listener. Yeah. Every Wednesday I'm pumped. And I hope that one day we'll have a following that is pumped to hear us, bro. Yeah.
1: Oh, that w- that would be sick. Oh. Would be the dream.
0: <clears throat> I think a mainstay of this podcast will be books.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Cuz a part of our relationship is we work together. Mm-hmm. And something that we do together is we read books. We read books that will better us in our personal lives as well as our work lives. And I know that you're really passionate about growing, and, and so am I. I think that this podcast will give us an opportunity to be public about our
1: growth mm-hmm. and good accountability. Yeah. And it's it's a way to look back on the progress you've made over the years, too. If you look back an episode you did one two years ago you can definitely hear a change in your perspective and that that's that's something i was thinking about yeah i'm excited about looking back in five years and be like dude that caleb was a dummy (laughs) Yeah. yeah i mean i already do that to myself five years ago but to have such a an archive of your growth is a pretty sweet thing dude.
0: yes all right so the latest book that we read was a tale of three kings by Mm uh let's see gene right yes gene edwards and i think this was a really great book because it goes through the tale of three kings is really a tale of one king Mm -hmm. and the two the two people that kind of influenced his leadership and the one king that we're talking about is king david right from scripture from the old testament and a lot of people only know david from slaying goliath Mm -hmm. right but this is really talking about the in-betweens of his heroicness in the Bible. The, uh, the fact that he was anointed at a really young age. And he was anointed to be king of a, a group of people, mm-hmm. which would be absolutely insane. It would be like, what, like 11 years old and then be like, you're, you're going to be king next.
1: Yeah, most, I mean, speaking in today's term, most people don't know anything at 11 years old, let alone how to be a king of who knows how many people.
0: Right. It's like there's this grand goal of becoming king. And and what is the path that you walk to be a good king?
1: Mm -hmm. Just being a good leader in general.
0: Right. And you would think that a lot of kings that have uh, lineage, their kids would be more studious. Mm -hmm. And in this book, Gene talks about the school of brokenness. And that's kind of the school that David had to go through, which is kind of like the school of hard knocks.
1: Yeah, what all the troubles you've had, and where where has life been tough, and how does that make how does that grow you? Right, right. And I think uh, a really cool
0: point that this book points out is King Saul, which was the king before David. Mm-hmm. And like, how would you feel if you were a king, and then somebody was anointed that was like seven? That's not like a part of your family, and right. it's going to be like, you know what, this is the guy who's going to replace you.
1: Yeah. That- Definitely feel like a slap in the face because you're doing all this work to be this leader and here's this kid coming up. He's like, well, I'm kind of king now. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And I think that there's an opportunity in all of our lives that as we get older and hopefully we've done the right things, there's people that we mentor. Mm -hmm. And there's people that are going to look up to us and look at our position and be like, that's who I want to be or that's where I want to be. Right. And there's an opportunity there to be angry about it. Yeah, jealous. Jealous and try to stunt someone's growth because you feel threatened by it. And that's kind of what King Saul did to David. Yes. In this book, a really interesting term is the term spear thrower. Yeah. Spear thrower. So there's a story in the Bible where Saul, in a fit of anger... Pulls out a spear and throws it directly at David. Mm -hmm. So this is like the king. Even though you're anointed, you still have to live underneath his rule until your time comes. And I think you know what. What do you think your reaction would
1: be if
0: the person you were serving threw a spear at you?
1: Probably instinctually, it would be to throw it right back. You know, absolutely,
0: absolutely. And there's even a quote in this book. Kind of supporting what you're saying, which is, you know, that would make you courageous. It it would mean probably you stand for the right things Mm because you're not, you don't want to be bullied or pushed around. Right. But David did none of those things.
1: He just sat there and took it.
0: He took it, which I think is interesting because going into a position of leadership, kind of like what David is destined to be king. You're going to have a lot of haters.
1: Oh, definitely. People people are jealous of what they don't have. And people, people, want, people want a lot of things without putting in the work. So you'll catch a lot of flack from people who really, they don't dislike you. They just want to be you. So they're trying to put you down. So you'll be like them and you won't get what they don't have. Right. Does that make
0: sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that really applies to the end of this book which is kind of David being in his elder life. Mm -hmm. And there's a guy by the name of Absalom, which is kind of the third king, which never got to be king. But uh, he was kind of threatening him in that way. Mm -hmm. And there's an opportunity to be jealous of Absalom with his new following. But why?
1: Yeah. Why be jealous? I I think in the book of what he did in those situations was showed great strength because most most people, when they realize they're losing their power definitely wouldn't say well if this is if this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen this is what the people want most most people don't want to do that, especially when you look at current leadership, especially in the u s people don't want to give up their power it's always been that way
0: right and yeah, I think it's kind of leadership can be romantic i mean there's uh a, a story i but believe it's it's factual that there was just a farmer who was wanted general of the roman army mm-hmm. and uh they were going to go to war so they needed a fi- a figurehead essentially a, a king or a president mm-hmm. as we call him today the commander in chief the commander in chief and so they went to his farm yanked him up from there he said okay i'll i'll lead rome in this time of need well that's usually uh, an incredible opportunity to keep all the power that's yes. just <laughs> been given to you but uh, actually, after the war, he gave it up mm-hmm. and went back to being a farmer. He just served his country in the most incredible capacity possible and gave it all back.
1: Right. I think of I think of George Washington. Oh, yes. he could have he could have been president for his entire life. But after a second term said, you know what, you don't you don't. you really don't want me here. You think you do. But power corrupts everybody. So yes. the, the strongest of leaders are willing to give up the power when the time is right yeah power corrupts absolute I mean, you see that you see that a lot in today's current world
0: Yes, and I think this book, why I love it so much, this isn't the first time I've read this book. I read this book at least once a year mm-hmm. just because it gives you a lot of different perspectives throughout one leader's journey. Uh-huh. in like an incredible capacity which is being king of a nation.
1: And the the good thing about the book is you can read it several times and depending on where you're at in life it'll speak to you in a different manner.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think when I first read it I was like 21 or mm-hmm. 22 and I uh definitely related. I well, definitely related to um cat interruption. Yeah, cat interruption. Uh, I definitely related to a a young a young david, mm-hmm. but now i'm i 'm really relating to the older David, the fact that now in our careers where we work, I get the opportunity to teach people like yourself mm-hmm. and I could be very jealous of you i mean you 're very talented and you get obsessed over things and you acquire a bunch of knowledge and that 's to me that 's awesome and i don 't ever want to stifle that, mm-hmm. even though maybe there 's an opportunity for me to fill threatened
1: right i've always growing up i always learned you want to you want to create more use and people who could replace you because if you're good enough then someone will find a place for you
0: oh yeah i think the the worth of somebody who can multiply themselves into multiple people that's way more valuable than somebody who's going to stifle everyone who threatens them right your team's never going to be very strong
1: and then you'll never move either if you're too valuable to move positions, you'll never grow f- further than you are currently. Right. And in the
0: book, there's actually uh, a circumstance where through Saul's spear throwing and obviously a very unhealthy form of leadership, he bans David mm-hmm. from the kingdom. And so David has to leave and essentially start over. And what a lot of people do, I th- feel like in that situation is they're like, okay, that's fine. You can kick me out of the friend group. You can fire me from my job, but I'm going to take people with me. Right. And the book really lays it out that David took no one. Mm-hmm. He wasn't into separating the kingdom of Israel. He was into building and worrying about himself because he knew that from a spiritual standpoint, God was going to take care of him.
1: Right. Yeah. You, you see that a lot. You'll see, pe- I see that with some friend groups is they'll, they'll start to break up. And then they'll section off into factions, and people will be upset, and they'll take sides and things like that. And oh, it's just frustrating.
0: Yeah, it's frustrating because it's kind of an abuse of leadership.
1: Definitely. You're you're abusing your power. You're manipulating people. You, you could be manipulating people.
0: Right. And if you end up leaving the friend group or the job, people will either come and follow you because they believe in you. Mm-hmm or not there's no need to manipulate and separate
1: right and if you're strong enough you'll know you'll know too if you i mean david in that situation chose not to bring anybody with him he knew he needed to work on himself right
0: even though he didn't do anything wrong you know there's always an opportunity to get better and i think that's what is so exciting about this podcast is we're kind of sharing it with the world yeah hopefully hopefully they're gonna go along some of these journeys alongside of us
1: yeah and it'll even be a big enough journey on its own to hear our speaking skills improve too over time
0: oh yeah because i'm sure when i listen back to this podcast i'm gonna think i'm pretty trash
1: yeah same i'm gonna wonder why i can't put any power into my voice or something like that you know dude
0: yeah so much to get better at but some of our favorite podcasters have been doing it for years, and yeah, even they get better.
1: Yeah, way that's, better. that's a that's something I do is I'll always end up looking to the the greatest whenever I try to learn something new, and then I'll get obsessed with their mastery and try to follow them. But a lot of sometimes it's it's almost discouraging at times because you wonder, will I ever get there? Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. And we're both going on uh, life journeys as well that we'll mm-hmm. be able to share. Because I'm sure you're going to pop off as a rock star soon. And you're going to be like, I don't even <laughs>
1: want to do this podcast a, with you anymore, bro. I mean, it, it is a goal to <laughs> play, just play songs for people. And I, I think one thing that's awesome about podcasts is, that, I mean, you have basic ideas. But you, people listen to you be imperfect. And then it's okay in the end because you've made up for that with the solution you've come to, come to. People see the whole process of you gathering your thoughts and things like that. It's, it's, it's definitely a unique form. And I think that's why a lot of mainstream television is dying because it's all super produced and they know every word they're about to say. Well, with this, you have a general idea and who knows where the conversation ends up going.
0: Oh, yeah. And I'm sure we're going to have our share of, of being wrong and, and uh, you know, our lives are going to change and our perspectives are going to change.
1: Oh, of course. That's just life.
0: And that's why I'm pumped to, to kind of have this log because like we said you're you're gen Z-er, bro
1: yeah and i definitely have some some pretty strong perspectives i guess you could say on right. a lot of different issues i mean at this point in life i i spend a lot of time listening to current events and things that go on in the world mm. and i have a lot of opinions about a lot of them and i, I think i'm pretty good at saying them at the right times but sometimes i just can't help myself and i have to go
0: Dude, what an interesting mixture someone who plays in a band and who also loves current events and political things yeah.
1: makes it makes for good songwriting yeah
0: that's a good a good dichotomy i think uh there's a study done by i think it was harvard and it was a psychology study of what what personality traits attract people mm-hmm. and really weirdly it's the dichotomy of people that that people are drawn to Mm -hmm. like how sometimes you could relate it to abusive relationships where it's like they love me one moment and they hate me the next why do people find that cycle so addictive Mm -hmm. well because it's a dichotomy the polar opposites this person is very interesting in that way
1: yeah that makes sense you if it was if you were the exact same i mean it wouldn't be interesting cuz you already know what you're talking about you know what you're getting yourself into when you're around somebody who's completely different than you it makes for an interesting thing for both people there's always something to learn absolutely absolutely so
0: is there any like finishing thoughts
1: on on this book before we move to the next one um no it's it's been a while since i've read it i'd have to there's definitely parts I'd have to go back, but and I think I'm gonna read it again in a few weeks, cause it it helped it helped me see, just kind of it's okay to be hurt, it's okay to be in a rough situation because, that is ultimately what grows you. Oh yeah, you definitely, know? definitely. The next book we're gonna we're gonna lead
0: lead into and we're gonna do it in a different format than this podcast Mm because we had just finished this one and so we just kind of wanted to do a quick synopsis but in the future we'll be taking them probably by like two or three chapters at a time Mm -hmm. really digging deep in the content because i think surface level's not really doing any favors for anybody
1: yeah yeah and then you the cool thing about doing it on a podcast is you can have very interesting discussions because you know you just bring in some points and then you can take them in 30 different directions and who knows where it ends up going i think that is one thing that people like about podcasts is it's it's free form there's not very much structure to it at all you know it's just two people having a conversation like you would have in regular everyday life just with a microphone in front of your face which is challenging
0: definitely you know because it's not rehearsed at all, but this next book we're going to get into it's it's kind of along the same lines except less spiritual mm-hmm. right it's called leadership and self deception with a with an undertone of get out of the box is what the cover says and so I definitely encourage if anybody's listening to go ahead and get the book and 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 you know read it alongside
1: of us yeah definitely I think that uh, I don't really know of many podcasts that do books and in- book readings do you
0: not really i i feel like most podcasts that i listen to it's like the guest is the author Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like i hope the host read this book yeah to really ask the deep and meaningful questions but we're just going to dig into the content itself we won't be reading the book for you but we're going to hit hit some highlights that that
1: touch us yes because i one thing from reading books with someone is you you it forces you to figure out your thoughts you can't just sit there and say oh that sounds good you say oh that sounds good and you write it down and you develop thoughts that you turn into a full conversation you know what I'm, you know what i mean
0: right and i think the zillennial podcast is going to be interesting to see these leadership books from your perspective and my perspective mm-hmm. sitting in two different ages i'm 25 dude you're 20 that blows my mind what year were you born i was born in 2002 good good god that is nuts. But uh, I was born in 1992, so it's going to be uh, interesting because we both have our careers. You have your career very early in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I, I was on the same road as you. And so we're going to get to see some of the similarities and some of the huge differences. Mm-hmm. But this, this book, uh, Leadership and Self-Deception, it kind of tells a story of don't be so frustrated as a leader, right? You know, you've got to have empathy for everyone. And, uh, in our jobs, we are architectural designers for a custom home builder in Dallas, Texas. And so if you can imagine all the work that has to go into building a home, there are a lot of different departments. There's a lot of different processes and we don't rule all those processes. Mm
1: -hmm. We only we only rule our processes another another cat interruption dude we're going to
0: do we should make some cat merch bro
1: salt and pepper out here
0: salt and pepper merch um but yes definitely getting out of our comfort zones with with realizing that we can't master all of these processes we have to work with other departments to make them better mm-hmm. and in this book i think it really speaks to you got to get out of your own head think outside the box think outside of your position think outside of your version of leadership because you got to love everybody through it right you know there's no point in getting angry or getting upset because it's not going your way Uh uh-huh there are probably very good reasons why it's not going your way
1: yeah I was thinking the same thing like you us in our position you know our our thought processes are completely different than the people in purchasing or starts or anything like that they're they're worrying about something completely different than what we are so when we see these problems i mean it it's very likely that that's just because they don't worry about the same stuff we do and you can't get upset over that you can just bring it to attention and try to help solve the problem as a leader
0: right right and i think a lot of these teachings are going to help us in our personal life as well like we brought up friendships earlier with this book that sometimes there's a divorcing of friends, mm-hmm. and it can be really messy and really gross. But maybe by deeply understanding leadership and the fact that it's not in your best interest to tear things apart
1: because they're not working in your favor, uh-huh. you can't you can't get upset and start throwing a temper tantrum and making the situation worse than it has to be because you're upset. You just have to deal with it and try your hardest to to fix things and make them better, no matter what that what the cost is and i think that's one thing that the previous book taught well is david was in all these situations but did everything he could just to worry about himself and how can he make it better only focusing on what he can control right and i think uh,
0: another section of the story that i kind of wish happened was he he did pick up the spear i want to know what happens whenever you pick it up and you throw it back and you really regret it because i think there's a lot of moments in my own life that i felt compelled to throw the spear back yeah definitely and there were relationships that were broken or just never the same
1: yeah i definitely think when it comes to throwing the spear back i always wonder am i going to make the situation worse because if i throw the spear i'm no better than who threw the spear at me you know Right. It's it's always in my mind, it's always better to be be the best I can be, no matter how frustrated I get, no matter how upset I get. If I throw the spear, I'm just the same. I can as much as I want to and as much as it would bring some instant gratification over the long term. That's not going to be good for you, because in the end, you also committed a what if you're literally throwing a spear, a violent act. Right. Or just being, you know, not not a great person by saying things. If you're metaphorically throwing a spear, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And that's definitely an evolved way of thinking Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people just struggle with in that moment. how, How do you think about all these things when you're so overwhelmed with emotion?
1: Right. That's kind of step one
0: is mastering your own emotion.
1: Yeah. I definitely, people don't realize that they can control their emotions and they don't, they're just, I almost think of them as instinctual in a way. Oh, and definitely. then you use your this logic and reason humans have been gifted with right. to end up in a better situ- make a better scenario out of it. Right. Instead of just getting so bogged down with the scenario, you have this brain that it has a lot of power and you can work through things and end up in a better situation.
0: Right. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of a chronic overthinker.
1: Oh, that 100%. So
0: a lot of times I won't act. I'll just think about what I'm going to do for days. Yeah. And then hopefully make the right decision. And I think that plays into my personal love of history and being a historian. Yeah, me too. You know, figure out what's happened in the past. And then uh, make sure you're not doomed to repeat it, like they say.
1: Yeah, I definitely... And I definitely think right now people need to hear that more than ever because there's a lot of stuff that looks like it's repeating history. Oh, dude,
0: coming from the political side of your brain, I can mm-hmm. see. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a, a very interesting conversation going on uh, politically. I think from people who have experienced communism or socialism, mm-hmm. and they're kind of seeing some of the telltale signs uh, that America's starting to to head that way, and and hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully.
1: Oh, I, I definitely agree with you
0: there. <laughs> yes, definitely. And there's a, kind of a weird right now, May May first, two thousand twenty-one. You know, Texas and Florida is starting to 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 run the states.
1: Yeah, Texas got two new two new seats, and Florida got one. Oh my god! Because after the census came in.
0: Dude, the system works bro it does equality if enough people <laughs> move to Texas and Florida we 're going to run this thing
1: yeah i mean you 're definitely starting to see that I mean California and New York are losing people in in waves i mean they 're just they can 't leave fast enough yeah and it 's affecting what we do for a living because
0: we 're really having to design some homes uh, for people from California from yes. New York. And people that are looking for production homes through our company, and it's been a huge boom, a huge plus for us in, yes. in Texas economy. Mm-hmm.
1: People, when people move from those places, they they have a lot more money just because it's more expensive to live there. So the jobs pay more, and they end up wanting bigger houses and cooler houses, and that's that's more work and it's just more people who need more houses. It's it's insane to talk to some people that that are moving here, and they're like my budget's only like a million five you know yeah. 1.5
0: it's like you could build a small mansion for even
1: that. even our biggest custom plans don't get up to that price tag no. and they're thousand square foot homes
0: yeah so if you're out there move to texas yes dude comment let 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 us know we'll design you a home yes
1: we, we do it every day that's right monday through friday and on saturday it's a millennial podcast exactly that's it it is a fun job, too. I'm I'm happy it's what I do. It's a great... I always tell people it's a great blend of art and science.
0: Oh, so much. I think it's so cool that we get the opportunity to design
1: these homes. And then it's not just about making it look pretty. It's got to stand up. Mm-hmm. And how can you make it stand up in the most efficient, cheap way possible that also looks appealing and is very functional?
0: Yeah, and that's that's our business. But there's also some architectural designers out there that's like... You know what? You give me a million point five, I'll find a way to spend it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which that's that's a cool way to design playing with other people's money. Oh, man. So cool. Uh, so as we move into the latter part of this of this podcast, mm-hmm. um, what, what what do you got going on next week? Maybe something we can we can keep you accountable to.
1: Mm. Well, as Jordan Peterson says, you should clean your room. Right and actually now that I think about it he's a guest it would be nice to have on too Ooh. you know you're, there's a lot of good things that you can <laughs> hear from Jordan Peterson he, he brings up a lot of good points on a lot of things mm-hmm.
0: oh my god we gotta make a drop for your impressions
1: yeah I, there's there's some I wish I could do I've, there's a few I've been working on but I've always just been able to do it <laughs> like I've always just picked up by the way people talk and I'm able to repeat it you know
0: oh heck yeah i think it's super funny when you come up at work and and am willing to do an impression in front of me not very many people do impressions
1: yeah it's kind of a lost art definitely i find i kind of find it to be cheating in like a comedy routine because you're 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 making jokes but they're not your jokes they're somebody else you know oh, I, yeah. I find it to be a cheat in a comedy act but for making sketches and just telling stories there it's a it comes in handy
0: yeah, Jim Carrey was pretty famous in his early career of doing, just doing some stand-up and doing all impressions mm-hmm. and physical comedy. And it really parlayed insanely well with like the movies he was doing, like right. the Mask and Ace Ventura, these completely different characters.
1: Yeah, yeah it, it's, it, I guess the impressions would be good for a movie, if you're doing a comedy movie or something like that, because you can play a complete and total goofball. And if you're good at impressions, you can just kind of stay in that character. Oh, yeah. But I kind of got off track there. What <laughs> One thing that I would like to be held accountable to is just keeping my room clean because I'm not very good at that. I don't spend a lot of time there. I, I like being busy. I always like going out and doing stuff. So it's it gets really messy. And I've been telling myself that it, it needs to stay clean. I need to clean it and i just never get around to it. So if i if i record myself saying i'm going to clean my room this week, i'll probably end up cleaning my room this week.
0: Yeah, dude, if not, we're going to put you on blast on instagram. <laughs> we'll make our own instagram account. We'll be like, "Caden's dirty again this week."
1: Yeah. What about <laughs> what about you? What's one thing you want to be held accountable to?
0: Ooh. <sighs> Great question. I think I think what i really need to be held accountable to is just keeping my workout life alive Mm -hmm. and uh you know next week i have a volleyball tournament sand volleyball oh yeah so maybe Wednesday maybe physically preparing will make me mentally prepared and and my
1: team will win yeah definitely i'll I'll fill you guys in on the results next week (laughs) I, i definitely think working out is a big part of life too i think that it no matter who you are you can get something about it people one thing I heard is exercise should be a reward, it shouldn't be a punishment. it should be the reward. you right. know what I mean right and if you look at it like that, like I'm gonna go and get to work out see i've always it's I've always naturally enjoyed going and lifting weights, but some people don't and if you look at it as a reward because you're it's it's good for you, you know it may not be pleasurable in the moment, but in the long run, it definitely is oh,
0: it definitely isn't. It doesn't feel good in the moment.
1: Although there are those people who kind of
0: mentally trick themselves, I feel like, into just, like, in the middle of the workout being like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah,
1: that's that's kind of what I do. It's like this this pain is the good part because everything good comes from the it's pain. Just, you, it's just
0: getting there sometimes yeah. is
1: the problem, I feel like. And that's that's one thing I've always told myself is just go every day. As long as you get there, something's get, you're going to do something. So I go six days a week you know you're not one of those dudes that's hanging out on his phone right no 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 and honestly if i was if i was growing up in the 70s and 80s i feel like i'd be happier because i don't feel like the phone brings me any happiness it's only it's only good for the music
0: dude you might be the only z generation person to be saying
1: this maybe yeah but I just I hear stories from people all the time growing up without phones, and they just lived more interesting lives. They went out and did stuff because they couldn't experience it all sitting on their bed, right, with a, with a light shining in their face. Yeah, you have you have some siblings,
0: right? I have three, three younger siblings, uh-huh. correct? Right. One of them is a sister that you were telling me a story about her Snapchat score. Yes, it's old, It's like five hundred and eighty thousand. That. Blows my mind. I think we did the math, and it's like, how many would she have it, to send a day?
1: It was at least, a, I think it was a hundred something or something like that. I can do the calculation real quick. It won't, it won't take too long.
0: Yeah, that that just it blows my mind because obviously a new generation is gonna play with all the new ways of communication. And like my Snapchat score is like five thousand.
1: Yeah, I don't even know what mine is. Yeah, mine's
0: five thousand. I've had it for years, but. This is from a 29-year-old. So, maybe it's good that I don't have a high Snapchat score. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I think
0: it. Dude, this is some hard math. The yeah. F- the physicist would have about this done five, It's
1: about like 500 or so. Jeez. I don't it's talk to anybody for 500,
0: like 500 pictures
1: sent. In a day it's, that's it's, nuts. it's sent and received. Ah, okay. So, but she's always talking to people, and she'll have like a hundred notifications at once. And like, I definitely think that there's an addictive part to social media. I mean, in the social dilemma, have you seen that movie?
0: I I have seen it. It's super interesting.
1: Yeah, like social media companies, the pr- the users, like only two. Two different people refer to their customers as users, and that's drug dealers and social media companies, Gosh. you know, because they're they're designed and their whole market is trying to get you to keep looking, you know. So they design them to be addictive. And I don't know anybody who spends all all their days on social media and post all these pictures of how great their life is. I don't know any of them that are actually happy.
0: Yeah i think it's pretty it's a pretty nuts place to have a social life Mm -hmm. online because there's there's people who've made a a profession out of it yeah they're influencers which to me blows my mind if somebody came to me and said what i do for a living is just post on instagram i'd be like what else do you do yeah
1: what do you do for the other 23 hours and 40 minutes of the day
0: yeah, I mean it may be a lot more work than I know because obviously yeah. I'm not an influencer. I don't quite know, but you know what? You never know what could happen with the good old <laughs> millennial podcast. We could we could unknowingly be influencers.
1: Yeah, I just I don't know. I think social media—you only see people at their best because people only want to post pictures of themselves at the best, and too many people get caught up and like, oh, I'm not perfect like that. Well, they they aren't either.
0: Yeah. That's why I kind of love, I don't know if you've had this experience, uh, but when family members set you down in front of a photo album and they didn't have a choice to look back at what they took a picture of. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Oh, this is the time that so-and-so got into a fight with another. And I just, I just happened to snap this picture Uh and get it developed. (laughs) And now I have it like nobody today would save those kinds of pictures. Right. Uh, But I find it so interesting that we still need to value those moments and probably need, more of those moments on social media
1: yeah because people don't want to see that people want to hype themselves up on the internet and i think that it's such an artificial world to be on social media like it it it's so disconnected from the real world like the whole entertainment media situation everybody like it's so disconnected from real life from people actually going and working every day you know like most people most people really don't care what you look like. They don't really care what you did. Just, can you just get your work done, please? Right. You know, like most people aren't worried about that. And there's just such a big disconnect. And I see people who spend all their time on social media start to see it as a currency. But it, it never has a positive impact on them. It only makes them feel worse about themselves. Dude, have you watched Black Mirror? <coughs> I've, watched a little, I've watched a few episodes of it.
0: There's one. First of all, I don't really love the show because I feel like it's like the worst of humanity, mm-hmm. just with like technological gadgets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's one where like your social media, you have like a score. Yeah, like the social see that. Score.
1: One. That really freaked me out because it really seems pretty close to reality. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, even China has a social credit score where the government, depending on how much you badmouth, I I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure, but I think it's if you badmouth the government or anything like that, like you can't get certain jobs, you can't do certain things, and I mean that's that's real.
0: Yeah, and if it if that kind of mentality kind of starts to encroach on our social media game, mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty nuts because then it's like, remember when you said that weird thing about the president? Well, it's kind of already happening, right? Yeah, we we cancel people. We
1: oh, you can't say that. You can't say cancel culture is real oh can't say that you'll get canceled. you know what? thank you man you really saved me on that one but the the
0: we we, we get upset at people and then kind of shun them out of our uh-huh. our world and that's because of their social media score right they, they said don't, something not their, agreeable.
1: their opinion isn't popular even if it's not harmful if it's not cruel but it's just not popular it's branded as cruel because well you're you're not fitting in. There's so there's such a big part of society is just I just want to fit in, you know. Right. So people and I, I actually respect people who will s- stick to their guns no matter what and say things that may not be agreeable just because that's what they believe, you know. That yeah. it takes more to do that than it takes to just agree, even if you even if you truly do believe it. It it's a, it takes more to disagree with the popular opinion than it does to go along with it, right. you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely,
1: and I think it speaks a lot about people's characters. Are you willing to stand up for what you believe in, no matter what the what the cost is? When most people would just be willing to uh, say whatever just to go by and get along.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it would it would make it ten times worse if it started to affect your like credit score, uh-huh. your real credit score. Maybe you can't buy a house in the state of Texas because you happen to say something or take a picture that wasn't agreeable right or whatever
1: i feel like that that in some way has to violate the first amendment because if you can't if you can't say things and you if you're punished for saying things that has to be some kind of freedom of speech issue don't you think
0: absolutely absolutely we never know what the future is going to hold but at least we should pick up some cues before they Mm -hmm. get to to an extremist kind of place like that
1: yeah because that's one thing i see especially from people my age is they're they're so willing to tell you to just shut up if you say something they don't agree with and they can't you know they can't even say anything back all they have is just to get rid of you and it's like well why why do you need to silence me why can't you the way you combat bad speech is good speech if you're gonna tell me that I'm cruel for saying that. Well, tell me how I'm cruel. Don't just say I'm cruel. Right. I and think
0: it, one of the more frustrating things about having a complex conversation is whenever the other person doesn't quite understand how to respond back uh-huh. to something that they don't agree to.
1: Right. And I mean, I, I think that people get so caught up in their own beliefs that they don't, that even if they can clearly see something in front of them, they just don't want to change their mind on it. And I think that that's, that's not a good thing. I I definitely try to be open minded with every issue, but I also always try to have a lens to view everything through, if that makes any sense. I mean, you see all these issues, but there is a view of, okay, I'm going to come, I'm going to think of a solution, but through this lens, this is what we need to worry about here.
0: Right. You know, I think that's a good kind of segue into us being open on this podcast to a criticism Constru- oh, constructive criticism some ideas because uh we want to be open to be uh, to to grow in this area just definitely. like just like we're inspired to grow in other areas of
1: our life yeah and i think if you're not hearing what you're doing wrong you're not gonna you're not gonna grow because you think well if no one's telling me something's wrong nothing's wrong cuz you're not right. gonna see your own fault
0: right that's kind of like you know don't surround yourself with yes men so if yes. we if we end up having an Uh, an audience don't be a yes man yeah let us know let us know what's up
1: 100 percent. i think that that's that's one thing with you know celebrities or popular shows is people will begin to think that those people are perfect because they agree with them or they like the show or something like that and i don't i don't really think that that's a good way to look at it i think that you can look at it as entertainment and you know just not you will probably say things people disagree with or say things that might be wrong absolutely but that's you just can get corrected or say how you feel you know what i mean you mm-hmm. don't have to you can't be so upset and just turn everything off i see people who do that they'll they'll watch a show and they'll be like oh i hate it that they i hate that they said this and they'll stop watching the show and it's like well they're a person too they're not perfect they're not gonna be everything you want them to be they're gonna be themselves
0: yeah, I think the the kind of controversy that's happened this week with Joe Rogan mm-hmm. is an incredible uh example of what you're talking about, which is he said something about if you're a young person who's healthy, who's healthy, uh maybe you shouldn't think you have to have the vaccine, right? And I think that that was Honestly, my point of view though, that, that's a good way of saying it. I don't uh-huh. think he was telling anybody, "Don't go get it." Yeah,
1: he's not saying the vaccine's bad for you. He's just saying if you're a young, healthy person, you don't need to go get it.
0: Yeah, and in a recent podcast, he kind of talked through it a little more and said, "You know, I'm he. He's not a doctor, mm-hmm. and so like take everything we say and everything he says, anyone says with a grain of salt and do right. your own
1: research. Exactly. You can't just believe." I have always heard that growing up cuz I grew up in an area where, in an era where we always have the internet and I've always heard don't believe everything you see online Jim. you know so you don't and we'll, we'll we'll try to have sources for things we bring up definitely have a Google Docs or something for each episode that you can go and click on the links and read the information for yourself
0: yeah I have a I have a pretty good feeling that we're going to look back at this podcast and be like man that was really stripped down yeah but hey we're going to grow it's going to be perfect.
1: It's, I mean, it is only the first episode and the first time you ever pressed the record button. Mm-hmm. So, dude, yes. Can't expect too, too much.
0: Yes. And uh, I think this is a good a good time to kind of uh, pan out from this and just say, you know, if you want to follow us on social media, uh, mine is Caleb, C-A-L-O-B, Embry, E-M-B-R-E-Y, X. You know, put a little flavor on the end <laughs> with the X. Follow me, and, and we'll try to keep you up to date on what's going on with the Zelenos. Yeah, I don't
1: have any social media at the moment. Oh, my. What? Yeah, I try not to spend too much time on it. I mean, I have accounts that I follow people on, but I don't actually post anything myself. And I just like to keep up on current current world events and things like that. Dude, but maybe, maybe I should have We might have gotten something.
0: the wrong Gen Z-er, bro.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't have... <laughs> I don't have stereotypical perspectives no, for people no. my age. It's
0: perfect. I think it's a it's a great perspective to have uh, a Generation Z kind of person that's that's trying to grow it fast. Mm-hmm. Trying to be mature. And yeah. I, I
1: respect that. I definitely think for, for being my age, most people don't have what I have. Most people don't have a career at my age. Yeah, because so. you're, you're
0: 20. You can't even play volleyball with me.
1: Yeah. You can't,
0: can't. even go to a bar right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. But still one thing i've always struggled with is being so young in the position i'm in is older people don't really want to hear it sometimes it it's like we were talking about earlier when you have someone young coming up beneath you they don't want they don't want you to have the solution before them like how is this kid how does he know what he's talking about so much i don't know i don't even know this and how does he know it you know right well we're definitely I am definitely open to learning
0: from you, and I'm excited about this podcast and the future guests
1: oh yeah, me too. Yes, so I think with that we're gonna sign off definitely it's a good It's a good time to end it. It was about fifty minutes. jeez, yeah it, it goes by pretty quick when you're just sitting there talking All so right. so that that's it for episode one
0: of the Zillennials. All
1: right, see you guys next week. peace.